This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 7th, 2019. I am the bread of life. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Today is the fifth Sunday of Lent, season in the church where we prepare our hearts and minds for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. During this season of Lent, we've been looking closely at, at who Jesus is as, he, as he, we examine his I am statements found in the book of John, fourth book of the New Testament of the Bible. This morning, our focus is on Jesus' statement, I am the bread of life. Good morning again, Connection Church. We are thankful that you are here, and we are thankful for those of you who are joining us on Facebook Live. We have Steve from London who is joining us, and we've got CJ in Texas and lots of people locally, so we're so honored that you're here with us today. My name's Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a great day. Lord, settle us in that we might be awakened, that our hearts would be open to receive the living word of God found in your book, found as the words jump off the page and become so relevant and real. We give this time to you, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we want to welcome our kids here. All the kids who are in the house, can you just raise your hand? We are so glad, and guess what? Next week, you get to go into the gym. Woo! Miss Laura and your team leaders, your small group leaders, have awesome things planned for you. It's going to be all decked out and ready. So today, you get to use your whiteboards, and we want you to know, parents, that every fifth Sunday, so that's a couple times a year, the kids will be joining us in worship. So that's great, but next week, you'll be in the gym. But this week, use your whiteboards, put your name on it, and then write our key focus for this morning. And Jesus says this, write, I am, and put I am in capital letters, I am the bread of life, John 6, 35. You know, it just struck me while we were praying that uh, we've been here about 10 weeks. Seems like a long time, doesn't it? We thought it was going to be three. But, but what but hit me was, at least it's not 40 years in the desert. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So 10 weeks is a blessing. Anyway, I am the bread of life. We find Jesus making this statement at the end of chapter 6, the book of John. Previously in this chapter, we find two of Jesus' greatest miracles. Of course, how do you rank miracles in terms of greatness? But these two I love. Chapter begins with the first of these where Jesus feeds, Scripture says, 5,000 men. And it doesn't even mention the women and children. So there must, you know, there were much more than 5,000 there. And he did it starting with just five small barley loaves of bread, uh, barley bread and two small fish. We know there were kids because it was a, a young boy that gave him his snack pack to feed the crowd with. And he fed all the people that day, starting with those five loaves and two fish, and had 12. There's that 
12, we find throughout the Bible, 12 baskets of leftover bread. Wow. As we continue on in John chapter 6, from there he sent the disciples across the Sea of Galilee, and he stayed behind to pray. In the middle of the night, and we, we preached about this a few weeks ago, Jesus walked across the water and joined the disciples in their boat, another miracle. Now, when the people who Jesus had previously fed realized that neither he, Jesus, nor the disciples were any longer on that same side of the, of the lake, sea, it's got many names, they got into their boats in search of Jesus. And, and when they found him on the other side, they asked him when he had gotten there. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the miraculous signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Kids, on your whiteboard, draw a picture of Jesus feeding lots of people. So these people followed him, according to Jesus, not because of these miraculous signs, these God-given miracles that they had gotten to see, been a part of, but because he gave them bread to fill their bellies. He tells them to move from the food that spoils to food that endures to eternal life, which he will give them, as he has the approval of God the Father. Now, I don't know about you, but, but all too often I resemble these remarks. You know, thinking about how, how often have I focused on the here and now much more than on the there and then, on the earthly rather than on the eternal on filling my gut before filling my soul. Maybe you've been there as well, at least on occasion, where the cares of this world seem to come before the cares of the kingdom, where we let our physical needs and desires take precedent over our spiritual well-being, where we let our personal agenda come before the agenda of the one who gives us life. Jesus here isn't just talking to the crowd that, came across the lake to catch up with him that day. He's talking to you and me as well. Amen. Amen. The crowd then asked Jesus what they must do to do the works that God requires. And Jesus responded by telling them to believe, to believe in the one that God sent. They then asked again, they then asked for a sign. Have you ever asked for a sign? Yeah, they asked for a sign, a sign that would cause them to see and believe. They said, well, Moses gave bread from heaven to eat manna there in the wilderness, and they quoted scripture. He, Moses, gave them bread from heaven to eat, and Jesus reminded them that it was not Moses that gave the bread. It was God who sent the bread. The Father in heaven sent the bread. He gave them the bread, God. And it's God who gives true bread that comes down from heaven and gives it to the world, and that's each one of us. And so we're reminded here of a conversation 
Jesus had just two chapters before in the same book of John. While sitting by a town well, Jesus had a conversation with a local woman. He asked her for a drink from the well, and in the ensuing conversation told her that if she knew who he was, she'd be asking him for a drink, a drink of the living water that he has to offer. He told her that everyone who drinks of this water would never thirst, as the water that he offers will, will become in those that drink it a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So kids, draw a loaf of bread and a cup of water. Over and over and over again, Jesus uses the basics of everyday life to bridge into a conversation about life eternal. Those of us who were at the Priscilla Shire simulcast yesterday, she was a master at doing that, taking the everyday life and helping us understand what abiding in Jesus meant. He starts, Jesus starts with something very understandable, very familiar, something essential for our day-to-day life, like bread or water. And from that common starting point, he takes us to thoughts of what is essential for our everlasting soul. He is the master, the master of connecting our thoughts from what we like to think about to what we need to be thinking about. Back to the scripture. Sir, they said. Always give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Bread. Bread is a staple for much of the world and including the Middle East. And we just heard about that when Audra talked about the snack that was put in. It was a form of bread. It sustains us. Bread sustains us. It's true then. It's true now. And in the time of Jesus, he used this common element of bread. We see this, in fact, throughout the Bible that um, preparing and sharing bread was common at meals and religious rituals. The word bread uh, is found about 250,000 times in the NIV, New International Version. 200, what did I say? Oh, forget that. Only the word of Jesus might be that much. 200, and thanks for correcting me. That's a lot of bread. But, you know, Jesus, say Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, bread, 250 times. In the New International Version of Scripture, that's still a lot. That's still a lot. 
So from very early on in the book of Genesis, which is in the very first front of the Bible, the first book, we read about Abraham's wife, Sarah, who prepares bread for those guests that were coming. In Exodus, which is the second book of the Bible, we read of unleavened bread, where it's bread made without yeast. As the Israelites left their enslavement in Egypt in such a hurry, they didn't have time to let the bread rise. It is from this remembrance of their exit in Egypt, from Egypt, that the Jews had their annual Passover feast, which to us now becomes Holy Communion, which we will celebrate in just a few moments. Kids, draw a picture of the Bible. You might even want to have the Bible laying open, maybe to the book of John. Get a little creative. Chapter 6. Chapter (laughs) 6. Throughout the Old and New Testaments, we read about bread. It's woven throughout the texture of this, of the Bible, throughout the texture of this culture, beginning in the individual household and spreading through the community at large. Bread's the very basic sustenance of these people, and yet it represents even more. See, when we break bread together, it's more than just sharing a meal. It represents relationship as it is over this breaking and eating of the bread that we share our experiences, our hopes, our dreams, our challenges, and even our shortcomings. It's over this bread that we share our lives with one another. Bread represents community. It represents our life together. And so Jesus takes this idea of bread, and he uses it to share who he is. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. We're reminded here of what we read in the book of Revelation that supports all of this. Revelation, the very last book of the Bible. Revelation 3.20 where Jesus said, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Kids, draw Jesus standing at the door, your door, and knocking, and you opening the door for him. I just heard a kid say, what? Let me say it again. Draw a picture of a door, your door. On one side is Jesus. The other side is you opening the door for Jesus. Jesus stands at the door and knocks. He doesn't force his way in. He doesn't barge the door down. He doesn't force his way into our hearts. He knocks, and anyone who hears his voice, we can choose to open the door or not. When we open the door, he says he will come in and share a meal with us. And he says in today's scripture, Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And so it is in faith, it is in belief and faith alone in Jesus Christ that we are filled, that we are saved, that we are redeemed. It is not through anything that we do. 
doing stuff is great and serving and everything is great, but that is not what saves us. It is belief in Jesus Christ, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the grave, his sacrifice of his very life so we could have life and have it to the full. All that's absolutely true. We're saved by faith and faith alone. But it's like a gift at Christmas. If we're given a gift but we never open it, if we never really receive it, it doesn't have any value to us, does it? Get nothing. And so even though we're saved by faith alone, we must respond. When he knocks, we've got to open the door and, and allow him into our lives, open ourselves up to the relationship with Jesus. He is the bread of life. Whoever comes to him will never be hungry again, never again be spiritually hungry, never again experience the starvation of the soul. It's because Jesus and Jesus alone fills that God-shaped hole that each and every one of us is born with, that hole in our soul, that empty hunger at the core of who we are. Only the relationship with Jesus Christ can satisfy that. Now, we try to fill that hole in a lot of different ways with other things. I've tried. <clears throat> Maybe you have too. For me, I've tried with money and what it could buy. Um, you know, I, through re legitimate relationship, marriage, through stable home, life, job, kids, and, and all that goes with that, they're all great things. It's not a bad idea to have a stable <laughs> marriage and home. This week has been questionable. <laughs> It's been a tough week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're thinking, what did I do? No, it wasn't uh, him. It's just whoa. been a tough week here at Connection Church. No. All those things are great, even the tough weeks. But none of those things can fill that hole in the soul. And that's not only frustrating, but it's unfair to the people that we expect to do that hole filling that they can't. Because nothing other than that relationship with Jesus Christ will fill it. Not earthly relationships, no matter how much love and sacrifice involved. No material things, no houses, cars, other toys. Accomplishments at work, school, and community. Not booze and drugs, not illicit relationships and behaviors. The list goes on. We try those things, and they will not fill that hole in the soul because there's only one thing that will fill it. Like bread fills the emptiness in our stomachs, the bread of life fills the hole in our soul. And that bread of life is none other than Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to talk for a moment about spiritual hunger. We say that Jesus is the bread of life, and when we believe in him, uh, we'll never be spiritually hungry again. I just need to say I am so spiritually hungry. I want more and more and more of Jesus. But it's a different kind of hunger that we're talking about, that hunger that can't be satisfied with the stuff. But I don't know about you, but the more I learn and grow and read, and I thirst more and I'm hungrier and all that kind of stuff. So there's a difference. I hope you understand what we're trying to say. We're here to tell you that bread of life it's not just bread, but it's bread of life. Life. That word comes up over and over and over again when Jesus says who he is. I am the bread of what? Life. 
our mission statement, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Jesus tells us, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd came to bring life and life to the full. And then last week we talked about Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. It's all about life in Jesus Christ, a life with meaning and purpose. I'm going to change up what's on the screen, kids. Jesus is the great I am, but what I want you to write down is Jesus equals life. Jesus equals life. There we go. Over and over and again, over and again, over and again. Jesus and life are connected, intertwined, one and the same. Bread nourishes and sustains. Jesus is the bread, the substance that nourishes and sustains life. As William Barclay, who's a Bible uh, commentator, uh, commentator, he has a book, uh, commentary on the book of John. He says, without Jesus, there may be existence, but there isn't life. Without, Je without Jesus, there may be existence, but there isn't life. To truly live, to be in touch with all that God has in store for you and for me, to have eternal relationship with the one that created us is only possible through a relationship with Jesus. As bread sustains our bodies, Jesus sustains our lives. Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who send, sent me draws them. And I will raise them up at the last day. There we have it again. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. So as we said at the beginning of this message, this is a season of Lent. We started on Ash Wednesday where we recognized our mortality and actually our utter need for God. That's what this whole sermon series has been about, to examine who he is, the great I am, and whose we are. And realizing that we are dead in our own sin and someday dead in our body, but it is Jesus and Jesus alone where death does not win, that we will have life here on earth and in heaven, life for eternity. And it's all about the relationship with Jesus that brings life. Kids, at the very beginning of the message, you wrote, I am the bread of life. We want you to just like circle that. Circle it. Make it bold. It's all possible. Because we've been given bread, the bread of life. Jesus told us that he is the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats the bread will not die, and whoever eats this bread will live forever. The bread is his flesh, which he gave for the life of the world, for you, for me, for anyone who says yes to that relationship with him. 
And so our question for the morning is this. Have you said yes? And if you have, awesome. We encourage you, though, say yes every day of your life. You can't ever say yes too often. If your answer to that question, have you said yes, is not yet, well, how about today? What about saying yes today to a relationship with the one who allowed himself to be sacrificed for you, to be crucified for you, to die, allow himself to, to, to be killed and then to die and be buried for you, to literally go to hell for three days for you, to resurrect from the grave and to live through eternity for you? How about saying yes to the bread that sustains life eternal for you, Jesus Christ, the bread of life? If you're ready for that step, and we hope that you are, Mike and Maria, put your hands up, are right over there. You are welcome at any point from here on in. We're going to head into Holy Communion, but any point from here on in, if the Holy, if you're feeling something, like your heart's racing, respond. And go over to Mike and Maria, and they can pray you through it, or just right in your seat say, yes, here I am. I'm sorry, God, for the things, ways that I've turned my back on you. Come into my life. Come into my heart. I believe. Kids, we are so glad that you've been with us for these 10 weeks. And so, parents, for the last time, could you please take a picture of their whiteboard and send it to us? Connect at connectioncc.org. It's the last time just for now. Just for now. Because in the future, on those months that have five Sundays, the fifth Sunday, we're going to invite the, 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 the children to come back in with us, probably have a whiteboard, and to participate like we've been doing that the last 10 weeks. So that would be like four times a year, every month that has five Sundays, fifth Sunday. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. That's the good news of the scripture. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for your word found in Scripture, the I am's. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the gate. And as next week we continue to look at the I am's, vine and branches, and we move to I am the resurrection, God, thank you for this time when we can spend some time realizing who you are and whose we are as we celebrate Holy Communion. We give this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.